It's a real kitchen back there. Grandma's cookies taste more like Hy-Vee, but it's not bad. Sorry, I don't have anything to milk or anything. You'll take just a second here. Okay. Um, you know, we Christmas time is the time we give gifts to one another, right? And sometimes it seems like that kind of goes overboard and it just becomes all about the gifts. And I'm, I remember doing a number of messages about it's not about the gifts, it's about Jesus and stuff along those lines. But you know, when you think about it, you go back to the prophet Isaiah and Isaiah says something very interesting about God. And I want to read that passage to you. It's, uh, it's 700 years the prophet wrote. 700 years he wrote this before the birth of Jesus. This is Isaiah 9, chapter 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. So you see right there in that passage, it was written 700 years before Jesus was born. It says, a son is given. So the father gave his son the first gift. Christmas time is really about giving. It's God giving His Son. And it's about Jesus coming to earth, giving up His throne, coming to earth as a baby in a manger, a helpless baby, and giving His life ultimately. And uh, it's interesting because when you think about it, why did Jesus come to earth? What was the point of it? What was the purpose? Well, Joseph was told. At one point, Joseph didn't know what to do. Mary says she's pregnant. He knows it's not with him. So he begins to say, well, what do I do? I don't want to disgrace her, but also I have a reputation too. But an angel comes to Joseph and says, you take Mary, for what is happening with her is of God. And you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph did that. And Jesus was born. And God did give His Son. And Jesus did give His life. So He came for a reason. And the reason that Jesus came was to be a rescue party because we all need to be rescued. Whether you knew it or not, you're drowning. We're all drowning. We're born with a broken relationship with our Father in Heaven. And we try to restore it. We try to do things to be good enough to... Hopefully give him a resume to say, look, I deserve to be in heaven. I deserve to be with you. But in the end, we're lost sinners, every one of us, including me. And we needed a Savior. And Jesus became that Savior. He came from heaven to earth to save his people from their sins. And so when we look at the baby, we realize this baby's on a mission. It is God on a mission to rescue us, to save us. And here's what God did. God gave us exactly what we needed before we ever knew we needed it. He gave us the gift of His Son. Now some people, and maybe you're one, 
You've heard this before. This isn't news to you. This isn't, oh, I've never heard that before. You've heard it before. But you've never acted on it. You've never, you've never opened the gift that God has given you, His Son, Jesus Christ. You've never, Jesus gave His life to you, but you've never given your life to Him. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. And I was thinking about, well, why is it that people don't do that? And I think there's three reasons, and I just want to talk about those very briefly. The first reason I think people don't um, accept Jesus or ask Jesus into their life is they don't. It, it kind of goes like this. This is a great gift for someone else, but not for me. In fact, Pastor Matt, if you were to ask me, I could think of three, four, five, six, seven, eight more. I could think of eight people that need to hear this, but not me. I mean, I'm not perfect. But I'm not that bad. And I'm not that, I don't have that great need. You know, um, recently a Sunday school teacher was teaching, and she had two boys in her class, two twin, uh, twins. And uh, when she was uh, doing the lesson, the lesson spoke about sin. And when she mentioned that, one of the little boys said, Teacher, what, what is sin? And the teacher said, Well, sin is when your mother tells you to pick up your toys and you don't. And the little boy said, oh, and he pointed at his brother and he goes, oh, he never picks up his toys. And so the teacher said, okay, let's have another try at this. And sin is when um, mom says to uh, clean up your room and, and make your bed. And you don't do it. And you leave your clothes all around and she says, pick them up and you don't do it. And the boy says, oh, he never does that. And then finally... One last try at it. The teacher says, well, sin is when mom calls you to dinner and you don't come. Oh, he never comes when mom calls him to dinner. You see, that's the attitude some of us have had. Oh, if this is good for someone else, but not for me. Let's imagine for a minute somebody that's very close to you in your life. It could be a family member, a friend, co-worker, a neighbor. But somebody that you like and they like you. And they give you a gift. And the gift is a year's membership to Weight Watchers or to a health club. And you have put on a little bit of weight and you realize that they're doing this because they love you and because you really need to lose a few pounds. Maybe a lot. Who knows? But you go, yeah, really? Or somebody says to you, I know you're going through a hard time financially, I want to give you a loan. I want to, you know, float you a loan because I know you need this. And part of you is going, yeah, I need this. But I really don't like the idea that I have to depend upon you. I don't really want to acknowledge my weakness. I don't really want to acknowledge that I need help. I don't really want to do that. Have you ever been there before where somebody has helped you and you felt like, I need the help, but I don't really want to admit it? Here's the thing. God gave us exactly what we needed when we needed it. But the thing that comes across here is the gospel is not for good people. It's for people who are not good. And there never has been a gift offered. The gospel is a gift that tells us that we're not okay. That we need help. That we're not going to get out of this on our own. And then unless God intervenes in our life, we're dead. 
Tim Keller, uh, a writer that I really appreciate, summarizes, and I want to read this to you about Christmas. He says, Christmas means that we are so lost, so unable to save ourselves, that nothing less than the death of the Son of God himself could save us. That means you're not somebody who can pull yourself together and live a moral and good life. The point is, Jesus didn't come for someone else. He came for you. Jesus came because my life is that bad. And I do need help. But there is hope. That's the point. Christmas means that I, my life's a mess and I need help. But there is hope. The second reason I think people um, put off or don't accept Jesus is they say, well, that's good news, but I'm too far gone. I've, re- I've really messed my life up. I have... I am so... <laughs> I am so... There's no... I'm beyond repair. There's, there's no chance for me. I've given up hope. I gave up hope a long time ago. I'm, I'm here because my family comes here. I'm not here because I feel like there's any chance or any hope. And I want to assure you today that as long as you have a pulse, as long as you have a breath, God's not done. And God can turn your life around. And God can heal you. And God can rebuild you. And God can give you a new hope. And God can forgive you. One of the hard things to accept is that we need to be forgiven by God. And that's why Jesus came, so that we could have the forgiveness that we so desperately need. See, Jesus came to lift your life from despair. And if you're in despair today, Jesus came to give you hope. And as you embrace his love by trusting his son, here's what you'll find. You'll begin to live an abundant life. You'll find healing for your your soul. You'll find hope. You'll find purpose and meaning. You'll find life. The third reason that many people uh, don't trust Christ is they think, well, I have plenty of time. It's good news. Maybe someday, but not today. Not today. And you may think, oh, I have a lot of time. I could do this tomorrow. I could do this next year. I could do it some. There's always going to be time. And many of us kind of lived our life that way. And now as we get older, we go, man, my time's kind of running out here. There's people here sitting around you that they, they have trusted Jesus. They have given their life to him because he gave his life to them. And they would tell you if you were to ask them, what is your one regret? And they would say this, I wish I had trusted him sooner. I wish I had given him my life sooner. Because my life has gone on a total different trajectory because I gave my life to him and I waited. I wish I hadn't waited. You may be here and you say, you know what, Pastor, my life's going really well. I, I don't really have a big issue. You know, Jesus, I don't see the need. I don't, you know, I don't really see. And, I, and, and I'm glad life's going well for you. But one day it won't. One day you'll go through a dark time. You'll go down through a dark valley. And you'll say, what do I do now? 
It could be you go to a doctor and the doctor says, I got bad news. It could be somebody very close to you passes away. You say, what do I do now? Where's my hope? I'm going to cope. Life has a way of doing that. Life has a way of, of taking things and making them dark. There are some folks sitting around you today that would say, I've gone through a really difficult year. I've lost people close to me. I have struggled this year with health issues, with relational issues. But they would also tell you this, I still have hope. He has been with me. He has carried me. My circumstances haven't determined my outlook on life. They, say, they would say to you, I don't know how I would have made it this year without him in my life. So why put it off? Why, why delay? Because your life isn't going to turn around until you turn your life over to him. But when you turn your life over to him, he will begin to rebuild. He will begin to uh, change the tra- trajectory of your life. He will begin to heal you. He will forgive your sins. He will give you hope and purpose and meaning and all those things. And it could happen today for you. Jesus came to give you abundant life. And he didn't, give it, he didn't wait to give you abundant life in heaven one day. He came to give you abundant life here and now, today. No matter what your circumstances, you can have abundant life. You can rise above your circumstances. I can't think of a better time than Christmas to give your life to him. I'm going to pray a prayer here in a minute, and maybe this is a reflection of your heart. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. We don't have time to do that. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm just going to pray a prayer, and it may reflect your heart. And maybe even putting it off. Maybe you said, you know what, it's for someone else, not for me. But today you, you, you said, you know what, you're right. I have a need here, and I need him. If Jesus came to, from heaven to earth, he came for me. And if he came for me, I need help. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, I'm too far gone. No, you're not. No, you're not. Maybe you say, well, someday. No, today. I want to pray a prayer. And this might reflect your heart. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. This is between you and God. But I can't think of a better thing to do on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, than to give your life to Jesus. Because He gave His life for you. Let's pray. Father, thank You for giving Your Son, Jesus, the gift we needed the most when we didn't even know we needed Him. Thank You that He willingly gave his life on the cross. Thank you that he lived the life we should have lived. He died the death we should have died. We are sinners and we needed to be rescued because we could not rescue ourselves. Thank you that Jesus gave his life for me on the cross because I'm a sinner and unable to save myself. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus and thank you that he gave his life to me. I now give my life to him. I have no idea what that means, but I give my life to Jesus and I ask him to take over my life, save me from my sin, and to re- begin the rebuilding process. Father, for those who prayed this prayer, I pray they let somebody know, a friend, a neighbor, some family member, somebody that maybe they came with, because they've probably been praying for them. For the rest of us, Father, who have given our lives to you because you gave your life to us, May we not keep this message private. May we share it with others. May we rededicate our lives to you, Father, 
get back on the journey with you. Because we are all on a journey with Jesus. And that's the best journey we could ever take. So may we leave this place today as those who are recommitted to following you. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for giving us the greatest gift that we've ever received and ever could. Your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name.